This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at carx.com. Ray, let's bring in Rossi. This is the David Ross Show. Chicago! Cubs manager David Ross on the Lawrence Holmes Show. My expectation is for us to win ball games. I mean, like, we're going to go out and compete really hard. I think it's a fun group. World Series hero. And now the 1-2 pitch on the way to Ross. Swung on, hit in the air. Deep center field. Back goes Davis. Back near the track. Near the wall. Davis leaping. And that ball is a home run. David Ross with Lawrence Holmes on 670 The Score. Every couple of weeks, we get the opportunity to talk with Cubs manager David Ross. He joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Rossi, thanks for joining me. Hey, Lawrence. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. So listen, you jumped into the middle of a conversation that I was having with my colleague Dan Bernstein about Tony LaRusse's postgame last night. And what we were discussing was is that it was – the most comfortable that Tony had been, he was so comfortable that his pants were like unbuttoned and unzipped and he kind of didn't care. And so we, Dan wanted to know how much of the, the undressed manager or coach did you have to deal with when you were a player? Oh man. Um, you know, I don't know that we had many, I mean, the locker room is like, you know, you're, you're our home. Right. And, you know, the manager's probably there more than anyone else besides the clubhouse guys, the staff, they kind of work in there. But as far as coaches go and players, you know, the staff is usually there a lot earlier than the players. So you kind of just, uh, it's, it's, it's your, you know, kind of living room, bedroom, the whole deal. I, I mean, I don't know that I ever had a manager that was super casual, like walking around in his underwear or anything, but, um, you know, it is kind of just our, our home away from home, and uh, you want people to relax. You want to be able to unwind, and, um, you know, we're, we're there. You know, I'm on my way there uh, now, so we, we'll, we'll be it's – a, it's, a, it's a, you know, that he feels that way. It's good. you got to feel comfortable in the clubhouse. Yeah, and, and I think that it probably lends itself more to road games because Tony was in Detroit – that he's on the road in an office and you're trying to get okay. comfortable and and all that stuff and you're 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 doing your post game press conference. So we were talking just because back in the day you run into a, a guy that just didn't have pants on. It's like could you go put some pants on? But I get it. <laughs> and and my my rule was very simple. Whether I was covering MLB, NBA, or or NFL. I'm not going to talk to a guy if he doesn't have pants on because I think that's unfair to him and it's unfair to me. <laughs> that's a good rule. That's a good rule. That reminds me of my childhood growing up. My dad's in his underwear when I bring it over family or buddies and friends. You know, um, Tony's been doing it a long time too, so you gotta you gotta respect that a little bit. He's pretty com- comfortable probably in any baseball setting, in any any locker room, any any press conference. He's uh, he's right at home. Were, were you yelling at dad saying, dad, get a robe on or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like put some pants on. I, my dad, I mean, my, my dad, we're from the South. I don't think uh, we wear too many robes down there, but he was a guy that uh, definitely, um, you know, we, we need dad to put some shorts on, you know, one of those. But, uh, and then he, he barked back at you and told you all about his house. He pays the bills. You know how that goes. Um, yes, I do. Things are yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm more. Uh, that's not my style, but I just remember how embarrassed I'd be sometimes. And then at, at the end of the day, you appreciate how, uh, 
how you, your dad is just your dad or uh, people being real and being themselves. And, um, that's just who he was. And, uh, you know, I, you got to respect that. Now I, I can do whatever I want in my home, you know? That's exactly right. Cubs manager David Ross joining me here on the score. Yesterday was, was kind of a weird, weird night for Steele because obviously he had it going, but he also had that play where he tried to make the barehanded catch. How much of an impact do you think that had on how far he went in the game? Because he went deep into the game, but he had only thrown 77 pitches. Yeah, they were, uh, well, he was, but you know, what was the, the scary part was we, we had just kind of used a lot of our long guys and we had that, that road trip where things didn't go real well. Wade Miley came out really early, I think the second inning, third inning, and uh, we had to use the entire bullpen. And then we, you know, got blown out the next two nights and we go to our long guys and uh, Rucker gives us three innings. He gets sent down. We bring, um, you know, Newcomb up and uh, Millsy ate a lot of innings through almost 50-something pitches. Um, and Newcomb threw 40 pitches in one inning, which was really stretched him out. Sent him uh, out and bring in, um, you know, another guy. And we're just, you know, constantly t- turning over the, the roster and trying to protect uh, some of our horses down there. So it's pretty pretty uh you know you're wondering if he can't get through the second inning what we're going to you know what we're going to do so i literally was just trying to get every inning out of him and he just was on cruise control and the the more you saw him just throwing filling up the strike zone with his fastball and dominating those guys getting a lot of early contact soft contact um just rolling through there you you kind of just uh watching the pitch count and seeing how low it is and just going to keep rolling him out there as long as he checks out fine and I think the seventh inning when he went out is a lot of you know i watched his warm-ups pretty heavily to see how the swelling was doing in the in the in between innings was he still able to you know feel the baseball um you know it took him probably two or three pitches in between innings before he got down in the zone let the get the thing get the baseball off the end of the fingers and get get that uh cut action that he was kind of working with last night on his fastball uh and so i was just watching that really closely and i think that seventh inning you know he gets out there, and there's a lot of 88s. He's usually a guy that the velocity's in the, the low to mid 90s. Um, you know, after he got in the finger, he's stayed right about night, right around 91, uh, which is probably normal for him as he gets deep in the games. But once it started dipping to 88, and that fastball, you know, you see four seam fastball, and it's showing 88 miles an hour. His radar starts to go up. You want to get somebody hot? Can he? Is he fatiguing? Is it the finger? What is it? You know, it's a Back to back seven, but he he had you know he had seven or eight days off, so you want to you want to trust that and try to watch with your eyes. And then uh, as he came off, uh, I just you know I thought that was far enough. We had a had the back end of our bullpen fully loaded and ready to go. We just you know Rowick had an off night, but on normal circumstances, if the, the velocity doesn't go down, I probably would have sent him back out for the eighth. He was he was rolling. That's as dominant as I've seen him. Do you think he learned a lesson? Because I know that there's the old adage of not pitchers not punching people with their their. But but when it comes to picking up a a, a hot smash back up the middle with his bare hand, you think he'll do that again? Well, that's a it's a fine line, right, Lawrence? It's like somebody tells you not to, you know, not to to be an athlete and go out there and compete. Like it's just instinctual. I think you know. Yeah, sure. He knows he shouldn't have reached out with his bare hand to try to knock that ball down. But it's also just one of those. You're competing, uh, and you throw the ball comes back at you. Your first instinct to either catch it or knock it down or do anything you can to stop it from going up the middle. Uh, we try to tell those guys and communicate our middle infielders do a really nice job of telling those guys, "Hey, I'm behind you. I let the ball go." Um, but you know, I think that's also like 
somebody throws throws a ball at me in the middle of a competition, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to knock it down any way I can and get out. Rossi, how wild was it last night with like the tor- tornado sirens going off? Yeah, we were in. I was actually in a meeting in my office, going over uh, some pitching strategy stuff and um, how the game was going to play out, and walking through a lot of stuff. And everybody uh, that had their cell phone on them, uh, it started going off, warning us. So I was a little wild. I mean, we're under we're underground in the locker room. You feel pretty secure in there. I was surprised when we came out how many fans were in the stands. That was the thing that impressed me the most. I couldn't believe people had stuck around. It like I talked to uh, was talking to my bench coach Andy. I was like. You know, like look at this fan base right now. Look what look what they show up. You know, we have a rough road trip. Um, you know, we're not playing up to the standards that they expect, but they're feeling they're feeling the seats. They're here to support us, and they're they're here in the middle of a tornado. I thought, uh, like, if anything represented the Cubs uh, fans and the, the the group that I I know supported this uh, franchise, it was pretty impressive last night to see the stadium full. How do you deal with what happened this weekend against New York and try to stay positive, not just for the group, but for yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, look, we, uh, you know, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, um, bringing negative energy and getting down and disappointed and, and you know, woe is me or, or trying to start making excuses. And um, those things don't carry. We've we got a lot of games left. Those don't do anything into the next day and help us win the game the next day. The thing is, identify the issues, identify the problems, um, recognize what we just went up against. It's, a, you know, the best team in baseball right now. They've got one of the best pitching staffs. They've got uh, a ton of uh, thump in their lineup, some guys making a, you know, a ton of money and, and, and what, where they're at right now in first place. And um, like I said, I think uh, I forget their record, but it was like 40-something and, you know, whatever, 714 or 17 or something. Like, I mean, they're a really good team. So, you try to assess, like, okay, going into that series, you're you're hoping to, you know, first place team at that. You're hoping to to win one on the road, maybe skirt out of there and, and win a series if you can do that on the backside of that. Um, and we did win that first one really close, held them to one run through 13 innings, and you know, extra innings got us a little bit. We weren't able to push any runs across, and that's why they're good. They've got a deep pitching staff, and you know, they end up getting a big hit uh, on the backside of the game with two outs. Um, but I thought we played our tail off. So you, you try to pull from the positives, and uh, I thought we played really good baseball going into that last road trip. Uh, the road trip wasn't kind to us, but, um, you know, get, keep playing the way we've been playing in a lot of games, in games late, a lot of extra inning games. We just got to get some some hits with, you know, some of the stats that have stood out, just not getting hits in, with runners in scoring position, little things like that. Um, and just continue to try to work on the things where we can continue to, compete and find ways to win those close games. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to be down about other than, you know, we want to win more games than we're, we're winning, but we got to come to work every day with our, our um, you know, mind and, hey, we got to get better and where we can get better and improve, and we got a lot of games left. In between the last time that we talked, Joe Madden was let go as the manager of the Angels. You and Joe obviously worked together, and you worked together in the most successful fashion. Do you think that he still wants to manage, and would you imagine that he will end up managing again? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, first I'll change the subject for two seconds, and I'll get back to your question. Did you watch Top Gun? No, I, okay. Top so, Gun yet? so look, here's what happened. Oh, we don't, I don't want to get off your. I don't want to get off your, your top. I hadn't watched it either, so I just made sure you said oh, last time good. we talked, and all of a sudden Top Gun, Top Top Gun popped in my head. So, um, if you hadn't watched right. it, I haven't either. So, so we're good. great. We'll put All right, so so so, okay. so we'll so we'll Go review Matt. it the next time that you're on the show.
Okay, all right. If I watch it, if not, you have to keep giving me a pass. All right, no problem. All right, all right back now to, back, back to, to the, Joe back Matt. To question at hand. Right. Yeah, I text Joe, talk to Joe. Um, yeah, I think he absolutely wants to manage um, some more. Like, I think it's just who he is and what makes him tick. This guy is, is good with people. Uh, he was a great manager. Uh, when I was around him, loved him. Um, you know, a guy I still pull a lot of the things that – the way I think about certain things and the way I do certain things is a lot of got his influence on it. I think as, as every manager that I've ever been around uh, has on me, I think they influence you in a good or a bad way. And Joe, Joe's got a lot of positives that I pull from uh, in the way he did things. Um, you know, you, you, it's part of this business. It stinks and uh, happens to the best. You know, there's sometimes, you know, management wants to change you know, the, the voice in the clubhouse. And uh, I think Joe has passion. I know a lot of people speak highly of Joe. I don't know what was going on there in Anaheim. I know they were off to a great start and kind of hit some skids. But, um, you know, I talked to him. He's in a good place. I think he has a, has a desire to manage, and he's really good at it. Eric Stout gets promoted. There's great visual of him at the top step of the dugout last night. Does that ever get old to, to see someone get to be a major league player? No, 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 no. Like that, that stuff, you know, we talk about, I mean, he has some, he has a small, you know, a little bit of time in the big leagues um, already, but you know, this guy has um, been to the big leagues, hit some adversity, uh, continues to grind, plays winter ball to continue to work on his craft. I mean, that's just the love of the game that you love to see. And when those guys um, have good years, work on stuff, change a few things, and continue to uh, try to get back to the major leagues, and that happened. That stuff never gets old, man. It's just so so positive, so rewarding. Uh, you you see the smile on their face, you know, whether it's their first time, like a Christopher Morrell and, and a lot of the guys that we've had this year, um, or or uh, Stouty. He's he's done a. He's, it's nice to have him, and and he was pretty pumped yesterday, and we'll get him out on the bump here soon, I'm sure. Yeah, and seeing someone who grew up like being a fan of a team, like that's awesome. And obviously, his aunt is super happy. Shout out to to Cheryl Ray Stout because I'm sure she's on cloud nine right now. Rossi, as always, I appreciate the time. Top Gun in two weeks. All right. All right, Cheryl's the best. I love, we we all love having her around. She's so great. She's she's been. Uh, we've talked about him for weeks now. So. Uh, the fact that he got called up is pretty special. I know she was on cloud nine yesterday, and he's taking a lot of pictures. But always a pleasure talking to you, Lawrence. And uh, I'll, we'll talk some, some movies and uh, hopefully a lot of winning uh, next time we chat. That would be ideal. Rossi, have a great rest of your day, sir. All right, brother. You too. Take care.